I don't think people quite understand how much Taylor Swift has failed in her career, in her life, and the level, the scale of that failure on a world stage. And I think we have this bad habit of doing this to a huge amount of successful people. We idolize them, we look at their successes, and we think how perfect they are. Taylor Swift maybe this like record-breaking Grammy artist. Her world tour is the highest grossing ever in history. She is at the top of her game. But what we often forget is this girl was canceled and she was canceled hard. And the success that she's seeing now has been years and years in the making. It wasn't even the fact that she got canceled and then came back and was suddenly a hit again. She has had numerous albums. She has tried again and again. And I think there is so much we can learn from this attitude and apply to our own lives as business owners. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine to five escapee turned six figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. It is no secret that I am a Swifty. For those of you who follow me on Instagram, you will have seen my stories when I watched the Eras Tour movie. I even posted some flashbacks to when I went to her Speak Now concert way back in, I think it was 2011 or 2012. And I remember that so vividly because I'd gotten the tickets for my birthday. It was a really big deal. It was a really big amount of money for my parents to spend on me. So I think I might have negotiated like a Christmas birthday gift hybrid to be able to convince my parents. And it was just the best, the best time ever. And I really wanted to take the opportunity to dedicate a whole episode to my Swift obsession. I think it's the perfect time. Her tour is coming back, world tour, uh, Super Bowl is coming up. It's all I'm seeing on my TikTok feed, <laughs> videos of Taylor Swift at Chief Games. And I think we're all very excited. We're all loving it. And one of the reasons why I have so much respect and love for Taylor Swift, not only have I feel like I've grown up with her, I feel like I've seen her really show some important lessons around resilience and how to build a business because at the end of the day she has built a business she's built an empire a, a very successful highly valued one at that and being an old school swifty that i am <laughs> that's what i'm calling myself soft up for this episode i feel like i have had the experience of watching her go through a lot of up and downs in her career and i want to talk about that i want to unpack this in this episode because I feel like if you are someone who is procrastinating in your business, if you're feeling imposter syndrome, if you're feeling any sort of fear of failure, this episode is going to be the kick up your butt. And I'm hoping, I mean, I know there's a lot of Swifties out there in the world, and I'm hoping there are some Taylor Swift fans in my audience and community that will really, really relate to this message. So a little bit of context. As you guys know, I used to work in magazines. I was an entertainment writer. I did a lot of the pieces in the magazine around television, movies. I did movie reviews, all of that good stuff. And essentially the publication I was working for was a tabloid. 
I was a tabloid journalist and I really got to see Taylor Swift's quote downfall in 2016. When Kanye West leaked the audio of Taylor Swift agreeing to be in her or quote agreeing to be in his song Famous and as we now know now that the full tape is being released it was very edited um, version to show kind of a, a different story to what was reality. I watched all of those headlines unfold. Part of my job as an entertainment journalist was to come in each morning and check the morning headlines to see what was happening in the world of entertainment and celebrities. And that dominated the headlines massively. And I think we know from the history of female pop stars, we love to build them up. We love to get them to this point of massive fame and celebration. But the media also loves to pull women down. And I think this could go into a much larger conversation. So much of this is what I cover in my book, Bitch Power, which is all about empowering female founders and female CEOs. And you can look at other cases like Britney Spears. It follows the same pattern of building someone up and then tearing them down. And I really feel like the industry, society was waiting for that moment for Taylor Swift. And there is a clip that has circulated on TikTok for years. And it's one of those famous um, US presenters. And they're saying something along the lines of, I don't like Taylor Swift. She's too pretty. She's too skinny. She's got too many pretty friends. She irritates me. This was such a common phrase or such a common attitude in at least the magazine I worked for. It was very much people were tired of the storyline of the goody good girl of Taylor Swift, the shiny country star and all of her perfectness. And when the whole drama of the tape and the leaking and Kanye West and Kim Kardashian, when that all blew up, I don't think people quite remember the level at which she was cancelled. There were media headlines everywhere. Everywhere was calling her a liar. It was everybody ripping her to pieces. And again, because of where she is now in her career, it is so easy to sit back and be like, oh my gosh, Taylor Swift's so amazing. She's just like so talented and like look where she is because of all of her talent. It was not her talent. It was her relentless energy to come back even when people knocked her down, to have the cancels of all cancels in our society, to be have the whole world what it felt like hating her, and to then come back and be who she is today, I think is such an important lesson for us. If we go through the evolution of her albums, of course we had Reputation that came out after that whole incident with Kanye West. And that was kind of her taking all of the insults and turning it into her art, using it to channel her music. But what I think a lot of people forget is industry-wise, that album was a bit of a flop. Yes, the fans loved it. I loved it. I know so many people who were like, yes, that's my favorite album. I, I love listening to it when I go to the gym. Like the beat on those tracks is just so good. But... That was an album where she didn't receive not even a nomination for album of the year. And this is someone who had been a Grammy favorite. And suddenly during the awards round, reputation was really at the bottom of the list. In terms of her reputation world tour, I remember, again, I was working in magazines at that time when it came around to New Zealand. I remember we got the call out for extra tickets to our office. So this would often happen when we'd have a musician come to New Zealand and they hadn't filled all the seats in their, in their show. They would often send out to some of the key media 
magazines, newspapers, websites. They would contact their key media people and invite them to the concert. There would already be like the standard concert reviewer from the New Zealand Herald who would be going to every show. But when they had extras, they would kind of flood the media teams and be like, hey, are there any other writers? Are there any other people in your team? Anyone from social, anyone from online that would like to go to this concert? We have five spare tickets. Now, this never happened with like popular artists. Like if you had Usher come to New Zealand, that that would not happen. (laughs) And again, it hadn't happened previously with Taylor Swift, I want to say, although actually her 1989 tour didn't come to New Zealand. So I can't actually say that. But I know for a fact that it didn't happen often in our office. It didn't happen often when these extra tickets would come through and get dispersed between different media publications. And there were a bundle that came through for reputation. And to me, this is such a big indicator that the concert had not sold that well, that they were looking for seat fillers for that particular night. And I remember still to this day, I was so annoyed I couldn't go because I was flying um, to the South Island for that weekend. And I was like, damn it, tempted to just cancel my whole trip so I can go (laughs) see Taylor Swift. But again, I think people forget this chapter of her journey, how much she was, quote, failing out there, how much her career seemed like it had peaked and then it was over. Even if we go into her next evolution, her next era of Lover, this was an album that did good, but it never matched the success of, say, 1989, some of her previous albums. Again, it didn't have all of the awards, all the shiny things that came with it. And we'll never really know if her Lover tour was going to be like super successful or like mediocre because it got cancelled because of COVID. But in terms of the trajectory of her career, it had taken that dip. And a lot of people questioned if she had peaked in her career, if she would ever go back, you know, to the level of success that she had had during, you know, coming off the back of, of Fearless Speak Now, 1989 Red, that kind of era was what was considered peak Taylor Swift. And then we obviously have a pandemic. And our girl goes off, does her creative process, writes more beautiful albums. Her album Folklore did also win a Grammy. She obviously released Evermore and really started to enter this new level of success again. And of course, I feel like Midnight's is really like the pinnacle of that. Like when you look at her Grammy nominations, the time of recording this, Grammys hasn't happened. So, you know, fingers crossed, touch wood for her. (laughs) Sure, she's going to sweep. But that album has broken so many records. Like I remember sitting at home one day and seeing like a thing on TikTok around if people streamed, I think it was Bejeweled enough, it was going to mean that the top 10 songs on the Billboard 100 were all going to be Midnight's Taylor Swift. And it's a crazy accomplishment, right? And that really has now gone into what is the hype and the excitement and the level of fame around the Eras tour. And again, I think there's a message there around how she's really reclaimed all of her past eras. A lot of people would think singing songs that she wrote in high school is like cringy. You know, for a lot of us, if we go back and even just look at photos of when we were in high school, we would be like, oh my God, cringe, don't show me that photo, at least at least for me. And she's totally embraced that and made it her own and made it into this unbelievable concert. And there's so many other layers to this with her re-recordings, with other storylines in the media. 
But as an overall reflection from me personally and what I've seen from Taylor in the past couple of years is just this willingness to keep trying. And that is what I want you to take away from today's episode. And I've talked a lot about failure in my own personal business journey. I've talked about failing. Uh, My first course launch was a total flop. Well, not even course, my first coaching program before I even got to courses. Nobody signed up for that. And to look at what I have now, a business that's worked with over 800 clients and students, that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't accepted those failures, moved through those failures. And I think that's the same situation here with Taylor. She wouldn't have experienced the levels of success that she has with Midnight's, with the Eras Tour, if she hadn't experienced some of the, the flops in her timeline. So the next time you are feeling flat, you are feeling low, you are feeling like you've screwed something up, no matter how big or small, whether it's on a grand global scale, (laughs) like with Taylor Swift and her experience, or whether it's on a smaller scale with a client, whether it's something that you've posted on Instagram and it just hasn't performed as well, I want you to channel this perseverance, this relentless attitude that you just need to keep going and use this as an example for yourself of what can happen, the magic that can happen, the opportunities in your future if you do just that. So that is going to be it for this week's podcast episode. I'm going to wrap it up there. Nice, short and sweet. I hope this was just the perfect pep talk that you needed. I hope that it's dropped into your feed, into your subscription box at the right time when you needed to hear it. And as usual, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't already, please leave a review. It really helps us out with more people getting exposed and finding out about the Dishing Up Digital podcast. And without a lot of the way, I will catch you next Monday with a brand new episode. Bye, guys.